1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well,
0: listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably.
1: Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know?
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: I honestly had no idea about the connection between over-drinking and ADHD until we started this podcast.
0: About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD.
1: Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might, or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast.
0: It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based
1: information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf.
0: Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of
1: your life – from the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching program, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain.
0: And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast.
1: think I'm a bit worried. Why is that? Have you heard from Alan?
0: No, nothing. Doesn't feel right. I know. I hope he's not in jail. Is he meant to be back by now? I think so. Right. Yeah, we're hoping he's got to build us another sound booth, haven't we? We've got to get back to at least to do that. Don't no.
1: die, Alan. You need to build us a new sound
0: booth. He's probably ignoring my text messages because so I'm like, are you all right? Where are you? Are you Where's all right? my booth? Where's yeah. my booth? Where's the yeah. booth? Hurry up. Yeah, so hopefully Alan will be back from his football tours pretty soon. Yeah. Otherwise, we might have to contact the authorities. He might be in the newspaper for bad reasons. Yes.
1: uh, But you've been in the newspaper for good reasons this week. Well, I don't know.
0: Often people say to me, like, Vic, oh, getting a bit famous now, aren't you? I'm like, yay, famous for being a drunk. Hurrah. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a bit like one of those situations. I recently was interviewed for the Daily Mail, which is always a bit scary with these sort of tabloid papers because you're never Mm. quite sure what they're going to say. And we're talking about labels today. So this is a good uh, topic to start with. They put on the front page. Oh, well, I've, I'll start at the beginning actually. I got a text in the morning from a friend of mine saying, You're in the Daily Mail today, which I knew I was going to be shed, but the pictures are not of you. <laughs> I was like, What do you mean? And she texted me the link and I opened it up and it was a picture three pictures actually of somebody standing on a mountain like going yay a a random woman and somebody in a hospital bed
1: yeah and I think these were three different women I don't think it's the same person it's not even
0: the same person (laughs) so that I was like oh fucking hell what are they going to have written if they've just used pictures of a random person and one of the things I said to the journal was look this is not a rock bottom story there is no drama here Mm. sometimes there is no drama in over drinking it's just somebody in their bedroom sitting with their finger on their pulse wondering if they're going to die. There's no big, you know, vomiting on a yeah. room from of people and making a fool out of yourself sometimes. It can be quite a private thing, especially if you're just sober curious and it hasn't got extreme and you're just questioning your alcohol. All that is happening is it's something going on in your brain. So I didn't want this to be like rock bottom mother or drunk mother or anything like that. Anyway, the, the headline ended up being alcoholic mother. Yes. Ooh.
1: Which I found unusual, because actually, she then wrote, I think it was she, in the second paragraph, it was, you know, Vic said that she wasn't an alcoholic, but, and continued the sentence, it's like, why have you put alcoholic in the title but not in the main body. Is it just clickbait? And I think it probably was.
0: I think it's so funny that, because I'm surprised by it. I was like, oh, I said, like, please don't use the word alcoholic. Even though I admit that's probably what I am, Mm. I do not like that label for myself. It just doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't give people the right impression. And actually, I spoke to my mum. I said, oh, did you see I was in the Daily Mail today? And she was like, yeah, Dad said, oh, God, when he read it. Because they said you know his yeah. daughter's an alcoholic my dad doesn't want to read that because it conjures up the wrong image of what I am and it makes people think that they have to get to that stage before they yeah. can seek help which of course isn't the case but actually I will say is that if you ignored the title and <laughs> ignored the three pictures of the random woman whoever that was I must say they did change it when I contacted them and said yeah. actually that's not me <laughs> the content of the article was actually really good and it got all our links right and it expressed that notion really really well so it ended up being okay and we got loads of new couple members yesterday I got loads of new followers on Instagram so for me I'm willing to take a hit for the team and be called an alcoholic that occasionally, if it means I can get my message
1: out there a bit better. You were the most famous alcoholic mum yesterday, which is not a good thing to be. It is be. not
0: great, is it? No. I wonder if my kids' teachers read stuff like that. They must... I wonder what they think. Because that isn't the case. Like, no. that is not the image. I wasn't passed out in a pile of vomit with a baby crawling out of me. You know, yeah. out of me.
1: <laughs> Interesting. A baby crawling out of you in a pile of vomit. Oh, a is baby that what your labour story was?
0: That is actually true. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's not that imagery. And that is what we're talking about, say. That
1: is it. In today's episode, Vic, we will be focusing on labels. Clothing labels, Hamish? No, no, not them. Although I have found them to be my son Sonny's favourite part of every toy he has. Oh yeah, babies love sucking on labels. So you've got this amazing colourful frog or whatever it is, and he's just playing with the label, giggling. (laughs) it's like guy.
0: christmas presents i just used to play with the boxes or, yeah, the, the, wrapping, or the ribbon or, or yeah. those
1: weird s shaped sponges oh right? yes yeah, yes yeah, they fun. stick on yeah.
0: yeah yeah weird hamish so not those sort of labels hamish are you instead referring to humanity's deeply ingrained nature of categorizing and classifying people to avoid being overwhelmed in social situations
1: wow y- yes that is exactly Oh what yeah, I'm okay, yeah i thought so Over the course of this week's episode, we want to take a deep look into what labels are, why we use them, and how they might positively or negatively impact you in your sobriety. It might come as a surprise to you that not
0: all labels are necessarily bad. For everyone who feels frightened and trapped by being labelled an alcoholic, there are many others, like us, who were
1: liberated by terms like sober curious. Absolutely. So Vic, let us begin by asking the question. Why do we use labels? How did this all begin? Well,
0: Haim, like I so intelligently put at the start, humans label and categorise in order to avoid being overwhelmed in social situations. What does
1: that actually mean, though?
0: We are not used to knowing and interacting with the amount of people that we know today. Our race grew up in small villages where you would know everyone by name. The world's population has now exploded to such a degree that we know far more people than our teeny little brains can handle. Not like, me. Your teeny little my brain. Ti- my tiny little it's brain. It's all been categorised for you yeah, because
1: of your very,
0: very, very tiny brain. <laughs> I feel
1: attacked. <laughs> I actually don't know too many people that going to handle. I rarely get out much anymore. No, Outside of my wife and my son, this yeah. is pretty much the only interaction I get every yeah, week.
0: true. Oh, dear. I would probably label you a boring middle class father of one. How does that
1: feel? Offensive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the point socially it can be difficult to deal with a world of this many people so labels
1: help us compute it all i compute i compute i see you're a robot this sounds a little bit like the stress i get from having all the different spice jars in Mm. different areas of my kitchen cupboard yes i understand yeah yeah yeah, i think a lot of people will be nodding Mm. along to this i get that arranging them to the point where i can see all the labels might be the most satisfying part of my week does that make me a boring middle-class father of one with OCD?
0: Yes. Uh, mm, yeah, I think it actually does. <laughs> it doesn't sound very rock and roll, Hamish, but I hear you. It is very satisfying when they all sort of sit together yeah, and fit in. Yeah.
1: So what are the effects of these labels, though, really? Labels reflect how people think about others and themselves. They aid people in understanding differences in needs, culture and personalities. They can also reflect positive characteristics, set useful expectations and provide meaningful goals. At the same time, labelling can create misunderstandings and stereotypes. Whether good or bad, labelling has an important influence on identity and society.
0: Gosh, it's interesting. Shall we discuss some of the times we've been labelled in our lives, Hamish? Let's
1: do it. This is a rabbit hole I want to go down. Well,
0: yeah, because I wasn't sure whether you meant like with alcohol or other things. Because there are other ways I've been stereotyped. Yes. I think. Yeah, I before. wanted to
1: start on like just times that you've been labelled and their effect, and then we'll get to the alcohol. Okay,
0: because I started. I thought I'd start young and go through my life and think about different times when oh, I your was journey. Like my journey your to journey. to sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> first one was Tomboy. Okay. I was labelled a tomboy. I didn't mind it because I liked being the one that was eating slugs and covered in mud. Yeah. Didn't bother me. Liked being a tomboy. It made me sort of part of a crew. So that was a good one. Did you
1: play up to it more having been given the, the label?
0: Yeah, I didn't mind it. I was like, yeah, yeah that's good. That describes me well. Cool. That's exactly All what right. I was. At school, I was the class clown. Didn't mind that either. That's good. These were labels that I sort of was happy to live up to rebellious teen of course in my hmm. teenagers lived up to that that wasn't necessarily good for my parents but I quite enjoyed it
1: yeah. you felt badass
0: <laughs> yeah I felt like it was much more fun being the rebellious one rather than a bit of a square yeah. I thought that was cool mm-hmm. so I didn't mind that one then I became a nomad my like everyone's like, oh she's just a nomad she's off traveling the world she doesn't know she's a gypsy that's quite cool again yeah I liked it yeah. it suited me I didn't mind being some of these things that's what we're saying today It's like not all of them are bad But then they did change a little bit as I grew older. Party Girl was one, of (laughs) course. I liked it back in the day. It made me feel sort of windswept and interesting. Like the only remnants of me you'd find was the fading smell of party poppers or a lone floating feather from my feather boa, I sort of had a romantic image of what a party girl was—not somebody with their eyes rolling in the back of their head, passed out in a bathroom. Sure, is so, it the yeah. poppers I'm thinking about? Poppers, yeah, on poppers, not those sort, <laughs> not those kids' drinks. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I gave things a romantic edge because then it made it more acceptable yeah. to be that thing. I sort of made it okay in my brain. Yeah. The other one was the gulper, which was Lucy would agree with. We were both called gulpers because we drank fast. Um, I realise now that's probably a bit derogatory, telling someone he's a bit of a gulper, but I didn't mind that either. No, so these are all think the good that's ones. It's not too bad. It's I not too bad. No, nothing. these are all not too bad. I, I accepted all these ones as part of my journey that's to the Um The one I like now is writer.
1: Ah, do you use that about yourself?
0: An author. I've started to write. I'm looking forward to filling in my passport forms because now I've got the book deal. I can write that. Um, People have described me recently as an advocate,
1: Hamish. Yeah, that's nice. No, I don't like
0: it. You don't? No, I think it's a bit wanky. You like gulper,
1: but advocate (laughs) you don't. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is interesting, actually. I mean, everyone's an advocate nowadays, aren't they? You can be an advocate for the rights of tomatoes or standing up for twiglets. Like, you can be an advocate of nothing. It doesn't really mean. mean anything. All right. You know, you can just have a silly label. It sort of takes away the true meaning. If everyone's an advocate, then what is an advocate?
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yep, I do get that.
0: Yeah, so I just feel like if everyone's doing something, it sort of takes away the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So the bad labels that I got called, so they were all my pretty good ones. Like, I was quite happy with okay, all those, yep. even though, like, advocate still is still positive, isn't it? Really, the one that I've been called a lot in the past was lost. Oh yeah, that stings. She's a bit lost and really I thought, gosh, that's a bit harsh. But now looking back, I can see why people said that about me. I don't think people know that I was called that. A couple of people have called me that in the past, and I found out about it, and I didn't like it. Because actually I wasn't lost, I was just finding myself. I know that sounds cheesy, but I was kind of happy. I had to go through what I... Went through to get to here, if you know what I mean. It's all part of the journey. Interesting.
1: Finding yourself is positive, and lost is kind of the same thing, but the negative side of it, isn't it? So true. If like, like, she's tra- gone travelling to find herself. Cool. Yeah. If you go, she's gone travelling, she's a bit lost. You know, yeah. Oh, well, how sad.
0: Especially if you are actually lost.
1: Yeah, which happens quite <laughs> Like a Alan. Lot, both of us, yeah. Who's gone missing? He's lost. <laughs> he's lost. <laughs> well, maybe he's finding himself. Yeah, he's lost he's in more ways. <laughs> <more. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was something I didn't like. The other one I hate is Super Mum. Really? Yes. Why? I think the pressure of that label, oh, she's a super mum. How do you get it all done? It's like, actually, no, I'm not a super mum. I cry into my pillow most nights and I swear and I'm a shit parent sometimes. Oh, no, but you're a super mum. I'm like,
1: no. But I think that is said as a compliment and then you have translated it as Mm. as put a pressure on yourself.
0: It makes me feel less than.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's not a label I like because nobody's a super mum. We're all struggling. It's all shit sometimes yeah. and we can't be super mums. We're all making it's it up as we go hot. along. We're all making it up as yeah. we go. There's nothing super about it. Shit mum would be more like
1: it. There must be days when you feel like a super mum when all the mm. kids are behaving themselves and all the toys are packed away and you've done a meal and everyone's in bed.
0: I would say I just feel like a relief mum then. Okay, like, yeah. It's not like a super mum. I just feel like, oh my God, now I can rest for five minutes okay. and not worry about anything. There's no super. I don't go, hurrah to me and put on a cape and jump around going how brilliant I've been. I'm just like, thank God that's over. They're all asleep. Now I can watch some shit telly.
1: Okay. I'll make sure I write shit mum on my Christmas card to yeah. you this year.
0: To the shittest mum I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas. No pressure. We'll live up to the shit mum. It's very easy life.
0: It's so funny. I'm surprised how many of these I came up with, aren't you? There's a lot of them. Bubbly. People say, oh, she's a bit bubbly. You don't like that? No. I I think think it means tubby and
1: jolly. Yeah, jolly. Jolly and tubby. No, tubby is, you've made up. Oh, she's a bit bubbly. No, it's got nothing to do with that. Uh, This is
0: my weird interpretation of things. Bubbly is
1: energetic, fun. Okay, well, slag bag was the next one. Slag bag is bad. Okay, there's, there's no positive spin on slag bag.
0: Somebody called me a slag bag once when I snogged her boyfriend. I also got called a slapper and a tart once, but that was by some real mad girl <laughs> who was trying to fight me. Yeah, so that wasn't a good one. And then it comes to the booze ones, which we're going to talk about, which were things like alcoholic, binge drinker, booze bag, problem drinker, piss head, anything that gave anyone the wrong Im- image of me. Yeah. I like to keep it light. I think that's what I've discovered. Mm. If I keep the labels light, I get to hide from the seriousness of them.
1: Did you like any of the booze ones?
0: Pisshead, I didn't mind.
1: Yeah, was was kind of like a pride. In like- funny,
0: like funny. As long as it kept funny. I was like, oh, this is funny. Oh, she's a bit of a head, She's a booze bag. Ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. And a bit, what am I like? Yeah, you know? and they're
0: just words. But yet still, if someone said, oh, she's a bit of an alcoholic, ha ha, I'd be like, yeah. Shut the
1: fuck up. True. Yeah. Did you feel like you play, you know, once someone calls you a pisshead, do you feel like you Wanted to drink in front of that person to live up to the name. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Like, look at me, what a good time girl. Look what a laugh I am. Interesting. Yes, and that label can cause you to
1: probably drink more, I would say. God, you've had quite the journey with labels. I have had the journey with labels. <laughs> yeah. Mine are, <laughs> the less journey with the labels. <laughs> Mine are less interested in that. I've, Come on. I'm, I'm on this podcast as a normal drinker. Yeah, that is your label. Which part of me likes, because I think it's cool that you can give up boozing if you don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Part of me doesn't like the word normal in any yeah, sense. nice. Normal is difficult to, to separate from boring. Mm-hmm. So normal sounds a bit boring. So I don't love that one. But I'm sort of, I see both sides of the coin on the normal drinker label that I've got for this podcast. Yeah. Um, but with that in mind, I guess most of my labels have not been connected to drinking, except for being called a lightweight and also half pint home. Mm-hmm. Neither of which are great. Although half pint home is quite fun because we've got lots of photos of me with a half pint next to people with a full pint. Oh. And that's always a funny photo. That is a
0: funny yeah. photo. Well,
1: I would just say, well, they've just got really big hands. Where it's got the, like my, oh, yes. drink. it's
0: real size. Yeah. 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 Lightweight isn't a great one though because basically what you're saying with lightweight, I used to call people lightweights all the time. Like you're a bloody lightweight. Yeah. Come on, get another drink down you. And actually, it's really it's like bullying behaviour.
1: That's not how I used it. I used it as a, you guys do rounds, I'm a lightweight. Well, I won't have a shot, I'm a bit of a lightweight. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I've only drunk two beers in the last two hours because I'm a lightweight. Okay, so you owned owned it, whereas I
0: was kind of putting it onto people. Like, I would be to you like, come on, Hamish, don't be such a lightweight. Yeah, Yeah.
1: whereas uh, when we first start drinking, it's obviously cool to be a heavyweight. Yes. So it's not cool that girls knew that I was a lightweight. And he like, "Yeah, I can drink eight pints," and girls thought that was cool.
0: I don't think we did. I don't think girls think oh, that's cool.
1: Maybe just. Rather I'd rather have a bad gone crowd. out.
0: Yeah, I would have rather gone out with a lightweight than somebody who could drink eight pints. Really? But
1: I always went out with people that drank eight pints. See, I would rather go out with a lightweight because cheaper date. Yeah,
0: definitely a cheaper yeah, date. Nice.
1: Yeah, nice. Both stingy is what we're saying. Stingy mothers. And then you've also was it? Did you use the no game, hey? Uh, Nickname in this episode? No, I've used I it recently told though. You I you never wanted to hear it again in this country because it's a UK I thing think I think keep spreading yeah, it. Yeah, I think I used it in my Christmas poem.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. you did? Oh yeah, 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 it's
1: forever recorded there. Yes. So yeah, I did have no game Ham for a bit. I guess the one that I've had most of my life is, like Ham is always happy. Okay, Ham's at yeah. the happy guy. Yeah. And this is a good thing and a bad thing. I like the fact that people think I'm happy. I like the fact that people call me for a good time because I'm the happy guy. Why I have that... Nickname in most people's that I know's head. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm smiley. I guess I have a positive spin on things. One of the good outcomes of this is that I do have the smiliest child. Oh, yes, you do. He's the smiliest boy in the world. I think people say that about their own children. But I've loads of people that have children. He's particularly smiley. He's particularly smiley. Yeah. And I can't take all the credit for that. I mean, he has a great mum. If I had his mum, I would be smiling all the time as well. Yeah, true. But I do have a I do have a happy child, so that is a good thing. The negative of that is, if you are actually having a bad day, yeah. You, and I sort of feel like I have to play up to this yes. label, yeah. So I, oh, I guess I have to be happy. So I have to cheer your day up. So I can't. I'm not allowed bad days. Yeah. I think I've sort of separated myself from that in the last five years. Okay. But I did feel a certain pressure to live up to the happy guy nickname for a while. And also,
0: people might not know when you're sad. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we talked a little bit about this in our men's mental health episode, mm-hmm. that sometimes people that have that reputation, which I did too as being the happy guy, the happy girl, they, they're they putting on an act sometimes yeah. and therefore you don't get the real story.
1: And I think also within like a family dynamic, I'm the youngest sibling. So I think I sort of, you know, you kind of get, no, I've never been picked on, but like you're sort of the idiot. Now he always does silly things, <laughs> yeah. and I think genuinely within my family setup, I probably make more mistakes, like silly things, like you know booking a flight with a 24 hour layover rather than a two hour layover, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, um, because I've got that name in my family dynamic, yeah. I think there is something in that, like someone calling you a muppet every day then you kind of start behaving like a muppet.
0: It's a funny one because I have a little bit of a reputation in my family of breaking things. Like nice. Vicky, she always breaks things. But yeah, I did break things when I was a kid, but I don't break things now. Mm. And it's like things, these labels stick around, don't yeah, they? Yeah. That's quite frightening because you, you're labelled something throughout your life. And for some people, their, their idea of you and their label that they've attached to you, it doesn't evolve. And therefore you can get stuck with labels that you don't like. I don't like being called to, oh, she breaks everything, she's like this, she's like that, you've always been this way. I think that's really stunted to approach someone who's grown and lived a whole life and say you are still like that because you're not often. these These labels can be momentary, like me being a tomboy or me being a party girl. Labels don't have to represent you throughout your whole life. If you would like to support the Sober Awkward podcast, we're excited to announce that we've joined Patreon, Patreon is a membership platform which allows you to give back for the content you love.
1: By buying Sober Awkward a cuppa once a month, we can keep the giggles coming and continue sharing our sobriety message.
0: By joining Patreon, you get access to Sober Awkward merch, extra content, special promos and loads more. Just find the link in the show notes or head to patreon.com and search for Sober Awkward.
1: And together we can learn how to feel the awkward and do it anyway. So let's discuss some of the labels you might face either in your drinking years or in your sobriety. All right, we'll start with those associated with drinking. I know that Vic's mentioned a few that she had already. And then we'll make our way along the journey to sobriety.
0: Yeah. Okay. So where are we going to start, Hamish? Well, we
1: we mentioned alcoholic, which yep. we'll focus on a little bit more in more detail in a second. Okay. That's always a big one to start with.
0: Yeah. And then there's problem drinker.
1: Yeah. Which you've sort of used as your... Thing. You sort of wedded yourself to problem drinking, yeah. I guess, is a more forgiving way, like, a, like an alternative to alcoholic. Problem yes. drinkers a step down and much kinder, right?
0: Definitely. I would say I was a problem drinker. I was somebody that couldn't stop once she started, and that was a problem because it made me unwell. So that makes sense to me, yeah. and I don't mind that language. Mm-hmm. Because I think also the word alcoholic, it reminds me of anonymous and being alcoholic and being anonymous yeah. which of course is I don't want to associate with that brand or with that label because I'm not about being anonymous I'm about you talking about your sobriety and putting it out there and being open about it I'm not about it being kept behind closed mm. doors and it being a secret so both of those words don't resonate with me and that's why I choose a different label.
1: Is the opposite of anonymous nimus? Yeah, We want yeah. to be nimus yeah. in, our, in our sobriety. non nimus. Yes. Uh, another Obviously, negative word along with alcoholic is addict. Addict's addicts, filthy. Addict's a dirty one.
0: Yeah, that's what the people think, isn't it? That yeah. uh, I wonder what the definition of an addict is. Like, I'd like to look that up. Actually, I might have a look at that. But it's just somebody that can't stop doing something. Mm. And really, the the definition isn't that bad. But when you hear that word, it conjures up an image of somebody on heroin um, behind a Seven Eleven, jacking up with yeah. a needle. It's not. It's not true.
1: It's belittling, isn't it? It if is. You call an and, addict, you yeah. feel very small. I think,
0: and it makes you sound like people are addicts all their life lives you, they may have had an addiction at some point but they're still an addict no mm. matter what and to have that label throughout your life once you've given something up I'm not sure that's going to be helpful mm. but as we'll find out later in the podcast sometimes it can be yes that's exactly what you need for some people party boy and party girl well I said I didn't mind that back in the day but now I realise that that party girl probably just needed a cuddle rather than a line of coke sure yeah <laughs> so that party girl was a good image that I had but actually I was probably suffering a little bit and you shouldn't have given me you know that extra gram of speed you should have sure. taken me to a therapist
1: Cuddles not Coke could be yes. our our slogan for the new series. I love it. Cuddles not Coke. Cuddles not Coke. We'll go out giving them to we'll get stickers and we'll go to clubs and we'll give it to the party boys and girls. Yeah. Stickers, Cuddles not Coke, Cuddles not Coke. The I love final that. one The final one isn't a label of cheated a little bit. It's more like a A phrase that gets bandied around a lot, which we've talked about in the past, which is, at their best after a drink.
0: Oh, such a load of rubbish, isn't it? It comes
1: up a lot in, like, best man speeches. Yeah, yeah. don't like it a lot. No, no.
0: The other ones are binge drinker and substance abuser. I mean, both of those, it depends. Like, binge drinker, I was a binge drinker. Mm. I was happy to say that. I wasn't someone that had one glass of wine a day or a couple of glasses throughout the week. I was someone that saved up my drinking so that I could... Do all my units in one sitting yeah. and then recover from that and then go again. So actually I think binge drinker is quite factual. That mm-hmm. was how I drank and there's no looking outside of that label for me and I was, I'm was, i happy to be called that that's what I was. Substance abuser, alcohol is a substance. Yeah. Abuser, I mean, that puts the onus onto the person that's doing it and mm-hmm. it makes it their responsibility. It's the same with gambling and that phrase gamble responsibly abuser, it, it all puts it onto the person, which right. I find is very, very heavy and very shameful. And it makes it like it's your fault. Whereas, of course, everything in gambling is designed to make you gamble. It's not your fault. It's the bloody corporate companies making you do it. So all of those things that make it your fault, and it's like
1: pointing the finger, I don't like those. Surprisingly, these going to have both positive and negative effects on those they are aimed at. Let's start by focusing on this term, alcoholic fix. I think that's sort of the most important one.
0: It is, totally. I mean, I cringed when it was in the paper yesterday.
1: It I cringed for you.
0: Yeah, it didn't make me feel comfortable. I don't want people to think that I was an alcoholic for some reason. Mm. I just think it has a bad image. It's not what you want people to think you
1: are. But the flip side of that was for Lucy. She spoke about it in an early episode. That was like a key that unlocked her sobriety. It was such a heavy word, and you'll know better than me from what she said, but it was such a heavy word that it was frightening. And she was like, I'm, I am an alcoholic. Be able to say that about yourself can sort of scare you into change. Totally.
0: I think there are benefits of calling yourself an alcoholic if you want to. She found that the seriousness of the word and the controversy that comes with it was what made her change. She knew that by calling herself that, she had to do something about it, which was very different to me. So there are definitely two sides of this coin. If you're comfortable with saying I'm an alcoholic and owning it, I think there is something very prideful in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's frightening. Yeah, it totally helped her. It's interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, it definitely made her recognise where she was going wrong and it pushed her to seek help. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Weirdly, we do still live in a world where if you choose to become sober, you sort of have to come out to your friends and family.
0: Yeah, it's like coming out of the closet. This can be awkward, but it can also be fantastic in holding you accountable
1: for your decision. The difficulty is
0: finding the right words
1: to explain why. To
0: communicate this accurately, you're probably going to have to find a term or label that best sums up what you mean. You don't, of course, have to scare yourself into sobriety with terms like alcoholic if you don't want to.
1: Allow us to introduce you to the term. sober curious. Yes. Vic, this has been a game changer for both of us. Yep, yep. Tell me how you first came across it, what what it's done for you.
0: Well, I think I found this term. I've told the story before, but I'll tell you again. I was in the library. I'd been sober for 18 months on my own with no resources. Mm -hmm. I was really sort of white knuckling it. I didn't tell anybody, I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing, it felt very private, very amongst me and my husband, I didn't want to tell people what I was doing. I was in a library one day and I said to the lady, do you have any books on alcoholism? And she handed me a book by Ruby Warrington called Sober Curious. And I read the title. And I was like, oh, my God, that is me. Somebody who laid in bed and questioned their alcohol intake. Yeah. It didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel heavy. It felt like the... The clouds were parting and some like God hand had sort of come down out of the sky and took my hand and gone, this is going to be okay. Wow. That's how massive that term was for me. So I appreciate Ruby Warrington. I, I don't know whether she coined that or whether she's labelled that as, as her term, mm. but I don't care. Whoever whoever made that term up is, is like a God to me, I'd say, because that helped me understand who I was. And not only that, it gave me access to a community that I didn't even know existed. It's funny, you know,
1: When I heard the term, part of me, probably 20% of me, goes, What? No, I don't want to be called so be curious. Any kind of label, I'm just like, Oh, that sounds a bit gooey. But it does kind of sum it up. And I think the reason I like it is because it's open to everyone. Yeah. Like everyone is probably at least a little bit. So curious.
0: Everyone. I don't think there's one person in the world who hasn't woken up with a stinky hangover and gone, why did I have that extra glass of bourbon last night? Yeah. Because that is the question. That's all it's about, questioning in your brain, on your own, with no one else around, those questions that are popping up silently in your brain. And that curious, is what it is.
1: Curiosity is such a beautiful... It is, Thing, you, you want your children to be curious? You want people yes. to ask questions and want to learn more and peek behind the door of things and, yeah. and, and you know expand their brains.
0: It's progressive.
1: It is, isn't it? So yeah. I kind of feel like it's also a really good answer when people ask you why I don't drink. I'm sober curious. Yeah, you know, it's, it I'm does. interested
0: in something else beyond this. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly good. And way. it's also
1: not. It's not terminal. It's not. I'm going to be sober the rest of my life. No. it's I'm going to be sober curious for a bit and see what it's like. Yeah. you know, it's quite soft. It's so very like soft. It.
0: Yeah. I often describe it as that, that warm hug. It's not like someone slapping you around the face and saying, you're an alcoholic and this is what you're going to be and you've got to give up drinking forever and all of these other things. It's actually just like a warm hug saying, it's okay to question and there are lots of people like you and come and join us. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. So, sobriety labeling is actually a really kind of intricate topic isn't it Hamish there are so many different aspects to it some are good some are bad and really it depends how you feel most of the labels that we face in our sobriety are to do with being boring or weird these are obviously negative and usually attributed to us by drinkers or we call ourselves boring as a means of self-defense before somebody else says it sure I've been called boring a lot I mean, my auntie was on the phone the other day. It was um, coming up to Christmas, and she said, "Oh, to my mum, oh, it must be boring round your house at Christmas now because mm. nobody there drinks." And I was like, "Ah, oh, just gonna let that go." Like people have their opinion of it as being boring, but they don't know the reality of it. Of course, is that, it's not boring. Is I'm that just
1: just generation. Like, is, are you hearing that from people your age and younger, or was it? our parents' age. I would say it's definitely generational. That's what I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was boring. If you were growing up in the 80s, you had a little bit more money, you spent it on booze, you're a bit more of a party. I I just think that is a generational thing was to sort of show off your wealth or show off your, I don't know, show off your sort of social prowess Mm. with the amount, of drinks you could offer people. That was what it was like for me growing up in the 80s. You came to my parents' house, they had the, the posh glasses and the oh. cocktails and everyone was dressed up and it was a scene. It was a scene then where it's in fact probably still goes on, Hamish, but I'm not in that scene anymore. So whether we think it's generational because we're not in it anymore or whether it is something that still goes on.
1: You know what's always throwing me about that generation is having those glass-fronted cabinets that have yeah. like the best plates or yeah. glasses in them. What is that? The
0: The drinks cabinet. I mean, but it's, but it's, almost like, it's
1: almost like a piece of art Like you don't even use them they're just like the yeah. posh plates that are standing up in a well, glass that was the 80's the thing, it was
0: like having like yuppies having filofaxes and looking busy and mobile phones it was all yeah. about how you looked wasn't it yeah. and my mum in those tracksuits remember those furry tracksuits yeah, yeah, it was yeah, very yeah, 80s yeah, thing yeah. and big hair it was about like showing your wealth and showing how you, how you were in society right. so I don't know whether people are like that as much anymore it's interesting so you don't have to label them it because you don't see that people are trying as hard yeah it's weird I never really have wanted to be considered to be boring like that is my worst thing for somebody to call me boring that label for me is awful so it makes me want to act not boring so it's like when I went to Government House recently okay. for that um, Rethink Addiction conference. I thought, oh, I don't want to be boring. I'm going to go and steal some toilet roll. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought, God, this is all boring and corporate and everyone's in suits and we all have to swan around trying to be nice yeah. to each other. Situations that are boring make me feel rebellious. So I go into my non-boring brain and like, right, what can I do in this situation so that people don't think I'm boring because I hate that label so much.
1: That's always a good question. You know, when people ask you, what is it? You know, if what's the thing you most dread being called by someone like as they leave the situation there with you? Yes. Yeah. Or you you overhear someone. As they walk away. You think they've hung up the phone they haven't. Yeah. God, that guy's. Yeah, God he's boring Boring is probably the word for me too Oh is it I reckon
0: It would be awful I'd be like what are you talking about I'm not boring A bit vanilla A bit beige Oh it's the worst Yeah he's a bit
1: beige isn't he I'd rather you hate me than think I was vanilla
0: Yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get so annoyed with my husband right He every time he goes to the ice cream place he just wants to have vanilla and he was we actually had a bit of like a moody moment this weekend I'm like look I don't get the ice cream okay this is the problem here Hamish (laughs) I don't get the ice cream, I eat his. Yeah. Because that means that I'm not having an ice cream because I'm always on a diet. Yeah, brilliant. So I have his, but I don't want him to have vanilla because I want salted caramel. But I make mm. him get salted caramel even though he wants vanilla because I think vanilla's boring.
1: You know he's sitting on a podcast somewhere else going, I, I'm really getting annoyed with my wife. She does this thing. <laughs> she always eats half my fricking ice cream. I'm just like, why would you have vanilla when you can have salted caramel? Interesting thing. I've always (laughs) judged people for getting margaritas, but now I think actually the real pizza connoisseurs get the margarita. It's like a staple of like, if it's a good pizza place, the margarita is good enough. So now I'm coming back round to the boring pizza choice.
0: Okay, yeah. And you sort of own it because you're confident in your sobriety. Yes. Like, I'm actually going to do the things that I love, which is to eat vanilla ice cream uh, and have a margarita. No, that
1: doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> now that you've said it, yeah, no, I'm like, yeah.
0: it. I'm going to have like full veggio special with like
1: extra chilli, extra olives. I'm going full not boring yeah. here. Or when people go, the water's included in the meal. Do you want still or sparkling? Still. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> how boring sparkling come on yeah come on you know yeah <laughs> Friday.
0: Actually, actually we just arrived at this posh recording studio today and <laughs> there is sparkling
1: water on tap
0: and i was like hamish hey, they've got free biscuits and sparkling water on tap this is amazing
1: it's true spot you the boring sober people it was like our first time here yeah. everyone else is playing it cool we're like look they've got free cookies Vic <laughs> came out of the loo they've got free tampacks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the things, the small things, excite me, Hamish. So, yeah, I realise now that I was really scared of being boring in my drinking days. Mm. But then I realise again that actually the fear of being boring affected my mental health in the end. I was so scared of being boring that I drank myself into oblivion, which actually made me unwell, which is ridiculous and irrational, isn't it? Mm. But it was all about how I came across to other people in the end. So I didn't care as long as they didn't think I was boring. But I realised now that was a total waste of my time and my energy and my
1: health. Yeah. And actually, maybe at your core, you were a little bit boring and you wanted to act out just to sort of cover that truth in you. I'll just be fun and crazy all the time so people never see that side of me.
0: And it's something that people say all the time to me is, are you boring? Isn't it boring? And I'm going, well, what is boring? Is boring contentment? Is boring peace? Is boring being able to sit on your own and have a nice time? Is boring doing Scrabble and Wordle and watching your favourite show or reading a book? Like, what is boring? I embrace the boring. Boring is cool. Mm-hmm. Nowadays,
1: interesting. Yeah,
0: be boring. Come and be boring with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the best.
1: It is an interesting insight, isn't it? What yeah. is boring? I guess yeah, I don't know what boring is. If you're I'm happy, bored. If you're when my happy, kids Does it yeah, really yeah.
0: matter? Well, I say to my kids, they say I'm bored. I'm like, brilliant. Like being bored. I mean, you've got nothing to do. How lovely. Yeah,
1: yeah. What luxury? Yeah, what a luxury. Yeah.
0: We'll run around like headless chickens all day, getting work done and dinners and all this other stuff. If you're bored. Enjoy that moment. Yeah, Just soak it up.
1: See, I've got a slightly different relationship with boring. I mm. I back myself to be one of the least boring people in the room. Yeah, I know that I'm not boring. So actually, you are not boring. I agree. If somebody called me boring, I don't think it. Would, I, I think. Part of me thinks, yeah, it's the thing I'd least like to be called. Part of me thinks I know I'm not, so it wouldn't hurt.
0: Yes, but would you physically attack someone if you if they said that? I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I'd attack them probably.
1: I don't think I would g- go to violence. Okay, <laughs> I would. I think I'd be like, "Well, you, you're an idiot," or yeah. maybe you just not. You don't understand me, you, or like you don't know me. You don't at know all. me, yeah. So yeah. that is worst reflection on you for jumping to conclusions. Yep, so rather true. Than getting to know me.
0: It's perhaps important to remember that although words can
1: hurt, they can also encourage, or they can be totally ignored. Although this seems really hard for many of us, fundamentally, we are social beings who are concerned with what others think or say about us.
0: Exactly what you were just saying, Hamish, with that boring thing.
1: I know. But if we choose to instead focus on our actions rather than our words, then everything we've said earlier in this episode actually becomes defunct. Yeah, (laughs) That's what we're doing in this this part of the podcast is (laughs) us saying, ignore everything we just said before (laughs) and just stop caring what people say and think.
0: Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, Yeah, Because that's where the labels matter, isn't it? I've often said that the least interesting thing about going sober is giving up alcohol and that is true. What it really does it gives you an opportunity to grow and strengthen as a person and no longer caring what people think or say about you is precisely one of these opportunities. No labels at all.
1: Other than getting to the point where you can ignore labels or at least tune out the negative ones how else can we approach labels in a way that will help us in our sobriety?
0: You just need to find a label that works for you, Hamish. Use one as much as you can that you like. If it feels good, stick with it.
1: Yeah. Or just prove the label is wrong.
0: Yeah, or change it if you need to. Like we were saying growing up, they all change. They're like fluid, aren't they? Yeah. If you want to be an alcoholic one day and a sober curious person the next, well, who gives a fuck? True. Yeah. If labels are not helpful in you either becoming sober or maintaining your sobriety, focus on the million other reasons you have chosen this sober life. Labels are only one tool in your toolbox.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point, isn't it? You can just find other, other reasons. You know, labels yep. can frighten you into it. They can open the door like Sober Curious did to us, or they can play no part in it at all.
0: Yep, doesn't have to play a
1: part at all. Use labels less yourself. True. Do not label people is what I'm trying to get at here. The labelling of people can often reflect the one doing the labelling just as much as the person they are labelling. Yes. Use them less in the hope that you break the cycle and improve the world. Humans are a little more complicated than labels allow.
0: Very good, Hamish. That is very true. Yeah, we're not just labels. There's so much more to us. I'm not just an alcoholic. I'm a mother
1: and I'm a lover. (laughs) And a, and a brother. I'm a brother, a lover, a mother, all those things. <laughs> now, Vic, I know you like making up stupid words. Have you got a few new labels for us to add to the list? Ones that the sober curious peeps out there might prefer to alcoholic.
0: Yeah, I've got toilet hugger ex porcelain worshipper. Yeah, nice. Yep, a previous pisshead or a retired carrot hurler. That's no, a good one. I
1: know you really enjoyed writing this. Bit. Yes, I did. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> early wake up warrior. Teapot Emperor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sunday Hero, No More Pavement Pizza Princess. <laughs> you know, I love trying this, Amish, don't you? This is like your. Uh, Christmas of course. Come early. Yeah, it is. The best one, of course, is the Sober Awkward Superstar. Yeah. Much better than Pisshead or Blithering Bog-Eyed Booze Bandit. Yes. So there's a few there
1: for you can pick from. You use Sober Legend a lot as well. Yes, a legend. Yeah, Sober Legend's nice.
0: Legend is a good word. So what we're saying today, Hamish, is that labels give us the mental cosiness of sticking something into a well-ordered little box. They help bring order to our thoughts so that we're able to make sense of our complex existence and hopefully navigate life a little bit more easier.
1: On the flip side, labels dupe us into having a full sense of knowing, flatten our experience of people and their worth, and close ourselves off into a rigid mindset. Labelling can prevent us from seeing the world through fresh eyes.
0: Yeah. By dropping the labels, we make room for the unknown. We are then able to perceive things as they are, moment to moment, rather than reducing everything to a symptom or a diagnosis, By dropping the labels, we're letting go of being in control and making room for life to show up in surprising and
1: mysterious ways. What we're saying is if a label helps you thrive in your sobriety, use it. And if it's uncomfortable, then ditch it. Do what works for you and what feels right in your heart. And don't worry what box others put you in. Isn't that right, Vic?
0: Yes, it is, you middle class, big nosed, narcissistic father of one with OCD and overly empathetic tendencies. It is.
1: I do not have OCD.
0: Okay, sorry, but you do you are a big nose nasty. I'll take the
1: rest of it, yeah. I've <laughs> uh, got a quote, Hamish, to end on. Yeah, so I want to end with a bumper sticker style quote. Um, that I think sums up the use of labels for good and for bad in one. Okay. So addiction is giving up everything for one thing. Recovery is giving up one thing for everything.
0: Oh, I love that
1: one, Hamish. The simpler the better with quotes is yeah, it.
0: Yeah, it is so true as well. Like you feel like you're giving up that one thing, but actually concentrate on what you're going to get because what you're going to get is going to be amazing and you can ditch those labels or keep them or do whatever you want, whatever feels right. It won't matter when you're sober because you realise none of that matters. All that matters is that you're happier and that's it.
1: Beautifully put. Yeah, we should play music and the background.
0: We could skip off into the sunset yeah. in our mankinis.
1: Now we're getting into a hot car. We're going to go drive through and sweat and balls <laughs> yeah. off back to our children and
0: look sad. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety it might be time to reach out for some support.
1: Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one.
0: Yeah, just head to www.cuppa.community.
1: Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support.
0: Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it and share it with your mates. Do they have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, I miss it's bloody hell. How do they share it? Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss
1: an episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,